the CASA update portion of the podcast. Um, good evening, Alex. Are you here? Hey, I'm here. How are you doing? <laughs> All right. I'm good. How are you? All right. I'm home. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've been busy. Um, good evening and welcome to the CASA update for the week of 210-2017. What is new and exciting this week, Alex? Um, well, uh, I just got back from Oregon. I went out to, um, what was formerly known as the Northwest Vapor Association's, um, vape day at the Capitol. Um, the, uh, organization has since disbanded, um, and are, um, yeah, I'm not exactly clear on the details, so I won't go into it, but, uh, the folks that were part of that are still active. Um, it just okay. seemed to be taking a, a bit of a different tack. Okay. Um, but it was a good uh, event. Um, got to, you know, hang out with the people in Oregon and mm-hmm. um, go to a couple of uh, meetings with, with lawmakers. Um, and, uh, you know, it was a good group of people. And it sounds like several people got to meet with lawmakers. There's, um, several bills in Oregon. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, last, last session, um, they passed the, um, indoor vaping ban. Um, but you know, they successfully defeated a, a tax, um, which those tax, that tax is back. Um, oh, there's a couple of different versions of, of tax bills on vapor. Um, one I believe is a 90, 90 or 95% wholesale tax. The other is like, it works out to, for, I I did some math. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's like for an 18 milligram bottle, it's uh, um, like 90 cents per milliliter. Oh my God. Uh, It's based on the nicotine content. And uh, yeah, so it's like half a cent. Um, Is it even half a cent? Uh, it's like five tenths of a cent. Okay. I'm really bad at decimals. It's <laughs> 0.05 cents okay. per milligram of nicotine. Okay. Per milliliter. Oh. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> that's um, unfortunate. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty bad, but uh, it's it's just a complicated way of saying this is a really big tax, like what we've seen in other places. So, yeah. um, you know, for example, uh, Chicago ultimately has like a seventy-five cent per milliliter tax Crazy. on liquid containing nicotine, um, and uh, so yeah, th- that's there. There's also um, some licensing stuff. Uh, one of the, one of the points that was brought up was that, um, you know, in, in the licensing portion of, of one of the bills, um, the penalties are excessive. Um, if, if a, an employee, uh, messes up and, uh, sells products to someone under the age of 18, mm-hmm. um, or 21 actually, in, in, in one bill's case, uh, your uh, license to sell can be revoked wow. for a full year and uh, and you're fined. Um, you know, the person 
getting fined. There's a fine for that person. There's a fine for the manager. There's a fine for the owner. Uh, it can range in thousands of dollars. So, um, it's it's more it's absolutely more harsh than what is applied to cigarette and 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 um, and cannabis shop. That's um, yeah, that's that's pretty outrageous. That's that's really strange though that Oregon is so. I don't know. They're so pro cannabis and so against nicotine vaporization. That's just bizarre to me. Yeah. I'm not sure exactly where, I mean, it, it kind of feels like that's maybe boilerplate from somewhere. Um, Mm -hmm. maybe they just grabbed it from a weird thing and just throw it in there. Uh, (laughs) I'm not really sure. Um, and, and then of course they have tobacco 21, which was, um, actually really interesting kind of as a result of, of talking to folks about it. Um, mm-hmm. there were, there were some, some folks that took it back to Washington. Um, there was a, a couple of people that, uh, Stephen Barry, uh, and some other folks from Vancouver. Um, they're the ones that put on the Northwest vapor expo right. and, um, they sort of took that message back to Washington state. And, uh, from what I understood held sort of a, uh, impromptu, kind of town hall style meeting in a vapor shop up there and got people riled up about it. So, um, and you know, Washington state is facing a couple of tobacco 21 bills that are moving. Um, I mean, if there was anywhere in the country where tobacco 21 was likely to pass this year, it's going to be Oregon and Washington because, because of California, um, because it's the West coast and because they are, um, you know, state houses controlled by, um, people who who think that that is a good policy. Um, so yeah, it was it was a good event. It was it rained the entire time, but that's that's Oregon. Um, right. The sun the sun didn't come out until I was ready to leave yesterday, um, which is great. And I left. I kind of from the frying pan into the fire. I left Oregon. It rained for several days and came back to New Jersey, where we got a bunch of snow yesterday um but i did make it home i got home around one o'clock in the morning so that was successful you're home (laughs) yep um what else is going on i have been we've been following some things so I, i going off of the 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 sheet that you put together for us to talk about here um the Arkansas bill, um, that was a really weird one. Arkansas has a short legislative session. Right. And so things pop up and move along and do things quickly. Right. Um, and so this this happened, I mean, really fast. Yeah. Um, and uh, it, it seemed like it got added to a committee uh, schedule with very little warning, um, but apparently that's how it happens. Uh, nothing too weird, according to people in, in Arkansas. Right. Um, but uh, it got uh, the the bill actually, you know, hearing the bill in the committee got postponed. Um, right. So that is sort of good news. Um, and I, I believe um, that's sort of a good sign. It doesn't mean it's dead. Right. Um, but uh, actually, I just need to check my notes here. 
Um, I I feel like maybe it was this or something else got tabled. Um, So uh, I know we were looking for confirmation on that. And um, okay, yeah. So uh, from what I understand, the bill's sponsor didn't even show up. So they didn't run the bill. That's what happened. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, the thing people are still working that on the ground, um, okay. and making sure, um, you know, they've got eyes on it and people are talking with, with relevant lawmakers. So, um, yeah, it's still a thing. If you're in Arkansas, by all means, send, send emails and make phone calls and mm-hmm. express your opposition to the bill. But, uh, that's that. Um, moving right along, um, the Arizona tax that we put out a call to action for SB 1517, almost immediately after putting that out, um, we got some feedback from, from people in Arizona and, um, and others, there was some, some lawmakers that responded to people's messages and they said, uh, you know, there's no way this will ever pass. This is ridiculous. So that's always good to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, and it actually kind of elicited a pretty passionate response about a tobacco 21 bill. <laughs> um, I can't remember if we talked about this last week. I feel like I might've put this out. It doesn't matter. It's, it's it doesn't, it doesn't that. matter. Yeah. So anyway, uh, the, the short and narrow, narrow of it is that, uh, with this, there was a handful of bills in Arizona and, um, Will Cohen and the Arizona Safada people and their lobbyists are on top of it from what I understand. Cool. Um, so, uh, not a whole lot of, uh, concern that these bills are going to advance, but, uh, like, a, like Arkansas, people are keeping an eye on this. So that's, um, good that's that. Um, the Kansas bill, SB 54, there's a couple of things going on here. So um, SB, without getting into too much detail, and I don't want to give away strategy or anything like that, um, SB 54 changes how the tax is applied to e-liquid by specifying that it is on uh, liquid-containing nicotine. Okay. Um, and... Um, there is an effort, I think, to change that rate to something lower. Um, So uh, there's that. And um, that is scheduled for a hearing, I believe, on the 14th on Tuesday. Valentine's Day. (laughs) Yeah, of all the... What a romantic romantic way to spend your day, huh? Yeah, you know, don't don't say the state never gave you anything. Um, (laughs) A romantic trip to the to the committee room. Um, <laughs> and uh, there's another bill, I believe it's SB 130. Um, I really should have researched this before I came on the show, but okay. um, it, it's it's sort of a competing bill. And it, and it again, it offers some clarification into how the Department of Revenue is to apply the tax and collect the tax. Okay. Um, but this, but that, that bill is not something that is, is, it's not something that we should support uh, that anybody should support. 
Uh, it doesn't right. effectively change the rate. It doesn't make anything more workable. It just kind of clarifies things from what I right. understand. So um, anyway, hopefully we'll have some more and better news um, next week about how things went in Kansas. Right. Um, but for now, um, you know, we have an active engagement and people should take advantage of it and mm-hmm. call their lawmakers. Um SB one nineteen. I believe we did talk about this last week. Uh, this Probably. was uh, this ultimately, for, you know, for our purposes, for what we were paying attention to, the, the, the there's a provision in this bill that would essentially ban online sales right. um, in Maryland. Um, and uh, from what I understand, the sponsor wasn't even all that thrilled with this bill. So, um, <laughs> but there are companions to this. There is a companion bill in the House. Um, and also in Maryland, there's an indoor vaping ban and a tobacco 21 bill, but, uh, not a whole lot, not a whole lot of support for either one of those. So, um, uh, like the other States, people are, are keeping eyes on this stuff and, uh, uh, providing information to lawmakers so that they can make an informed decision. Should this come to a vote, um, HB 242 in New Hampshire, I need to update. Um, There was some language that was put into this um, that separately defined vapor products. Um, I don't know much about the progress of this because I came to this show unprepared. Um, (laughs) But I do remember looking at this and saying, hey, that's a good twist of events there. Uh, There's some decent language in there and I should update things. Um, Of course, running off and doing something else. Um, (laughs) I don't have an update for Forsyth County, Georgia. Uh, I probably should. This is this is an old one. We put this out before. Yeah, the but end that just year. Yeah, but this just came out in the news yesterday or the day before. Okay, that's why I put that in there. So, I was so, I was surprised to see that. It changes outline, new regulations for alternative tobacco product or vape dealers, including a fifty dollar annual permit, and that's not bad. Uh, a ban on mixing vape juice on store premises why anybody insists on calling it vape juice, I don't know. (laughs) And a provision saying that businesses selling vaping devices can't allow their on-premises, their use on-premises unless the stores are equipped with a dehumidifier. That's hilarious. (laughs) To dispel the mist. Holy cow. You've never seen that? I've never seen that before. I was surprised. I've never seen anybody (laughs) say well, it's vapor, so we should probably put a dehumidifier in there. That's that's kind of a new level of ridiculous. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll follow that link and uh, and dig into that a bit. That's kind of interesting. It's different. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, I think they're thinking vapor like water vapor in this kind of is, but it's it's also other things. So I don't know what a dehumidifier will do, but... I don't know. <laughs> It'll keep things nice and dry, which is, I mean, not really a problem I've had being around a horde <laughs> of vapors. Yeah. Um, no, me either. No, there's really no cause for concern of like mold or any <laughs> fungus growing. It's just <laughs> yeah. dehumidifier. It's kinda, That's it's, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was funny. It's that funny, is funny. Right? <laughs> it's shocking. I mean, it's the, it's, I, it, I get it's the kind of anti-science I would expect from more 
<laughs> lawmaking bodies, honestly. Yeah. yeah, I get it. Believe me. I kind of expect something like that, too. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, so then you've got some kind of sad news in here um, yeah. with the Vermont Vapor. Yeah. Um, we don't typically talk about individual companies, but this is a pretty important story. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't claim to know the nitty gritty details of this, but other than, you know, what the headline is here is that, that Vermont Vapor is facing, um, I guess at least $50,000 in fines, yeah. um, because of, uh, some of their customer. marketing. Well, you, we say that, but he claims it's customer testimonials on their Facebook page and stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that's part of it, but yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I know that's part of it. I think that was actually listed in the complaint or, or whatever, mm -hmm. um, thing that we had seen, but, um, you know, they also, their, their Facebook page was actually listed as a, a healthcare provider or as a, um, it, it, it was, listed as a, like a smoking cessation service. Wow. That's um, stupid. I, I guess you can, you can make, I, I've never created a Facebook page for business. So right. I'm assuming that you can put that category under, you know, anyway. technology service or, you know, I make photograph, whatever. Yeah. It's a right. business or something like mm -hmm. that. Um, but it was oddly specific and, and actually on their Facebook page had uh, references to, you can come in here and quit smoking. Um, Wow. Which, you know, I, you know, as far as we're concerned, that's truthful. Yeah. And, you know, we, we believe that vape shops should have the right to uh, truthfully talk about these products and say that, um, why, yes, uh, you know, you can use this product in a way that will, will help you uh, quit smoking. Right. Um, I, 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 I fully support that. At some point down the line, um, and I think that you know, but right now, the law prohibits that, and yes, um, and and Vermont Vapor, I, I you know, has sort of <clears throat> they're they're the first company in the country to get uh, this kind of lawsuit, yeah. and unfortunately, um, it is it is putting them out of business, and that's and that's sad. That is um, you know, there's a bit of truth that dies with, with something like this. Yeah. And, um, I, I don't know, I don't know the people at Vermont Vapor personally, but, um, you know, on one hand, I, I feel like saying, I'm sorry that this is happening. Right. Um, on the other hand, this has been, this has been public knowledge for many years that you well, can't I mean, do that. Right. I mean, I, what I was going to say is how many years have we been telling people to be careful about their marketing? Yeah. I mean, almost immediately from the beginning telling people, you know, you cannot market this as a, a cessation product because then it becomes a drug, a drug delivery system, according to the yeah. FDA. Yeah. I mean, Casas very existence comes from the fact that, that e-cigarette companies were making smoking cessation claims about their products. Mm -hmm. And that's why the FDA directed customs to seize their yeah their goods because that makes them a medical device. So, yep. um, so yeah, this has been 
public knowledge for since 2009. Yep. Um, and I, I, and I do, you know, I do think it's, it's unfortunate that, that uh, a business cannot um, host testimonials from yeah. customers uh, where the customers are stating true facts mm -hmm. about, you know, this product helped me stop smoking. Um, you know, I, 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 w I wish there was some way to argue that, but I, I don't, actually think that there is it's very clearly stated yeah law so um but yeah and i know i i, I think that I, I you know vermont vapor is likely not the only company out there that has done this or is doing this i don't know um you know what the attitudes of of ags around the country are um, and by the way in case anybody was interested this is coming from the Vermont attorney general. This is an FDA enforcement. This is the attorney general basically taking them to, uh, to task for what they're claiming would be deceptive marketing practices. Um, and so, uh, you know, if, if, if you're doing business in a state with a particularly vengeful AG, uh, <laughs> you may want to make sure that you are compliant with the law because, um, if they're bored one day, um, you know, <laughs> they they may come after you if yep. if if donald trump isn't giving them enough busy work at the moment um so yeah um on a happier note hawaii <laughs> <laughs> are you sure you want to say that's happier <laughs> no i don't because again you know like in the years past hawaii is is always a bit of a cluster um, yeah. it's, there, there's so many bills that get introduced and so many committees that hear these things. And it's, it's just, it's a, it's a dizzying process. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, it looks like Hawaii is looking at taxes again. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, I know that Hawaii has an online sales ban, uh, in one of the bills, uh, and there's just a bunch of them. And, and I haven't, I just have not sat down and, and lined all of these up, but, um, I do know that there are, and, and, you know, we had actually talked about this in, in another group. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Hawaii is one of those places where they don't, they don't really like outside involvement. So for, you know, people from the mainland, white people from the mainland getting involved in their, in their politics is, is really, really not appreciated right. um and so it is a good thing that there is a, a, a state association there i believe there's a hawaii status safada chapter yeah. um that's been uh sort of evolving over the past few years and and has mm -hmm. some some pretty dialed in people um who actually show up to hearings and 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 take action on things so yeah. um that that's that's good uh and unfortunately i don't have a whole lot of details because it just it just makes my brain hurt. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's it's one of those things I, I aspire to have some more information about Hawaii. And it's just a matter of finding the time to sit down with it in between all the other stuff that's going on. Oh, yeah. Well, sure. That, that should be easy. You should be able to read up on that in 30 seconds. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> it's, it's I mean, very I... I don't, I, I don't want to reinvent the, I mean, I can look at the bills that we have in our watch list that that's mm -hmm. not a problem, but I don't want to reinvent the wheel here and just present a list. 
the oh, folks yeah. on the ground in Hawaii have already done that. He's, oh, they've yeah. got a they've got a spreadsheet of the bills that they're tracking, and it explains what's going on. There yeah. are links and other things going, so they've they've already done that. There's really not much need to duplicate the efforts there. Yeah. Um, and I usually end up sort of just deferring to them um, and, and saying, you know, here visit them because they've got the information. This is the yeah. state group, and yep. and support should really be going there. So sure. um, that's that. Um, so I didn't really look too much at, I assume this is just sort of, um, the, the next thing is, yeah. yeah, the battery safety concerns, electronic nicotine delivery systems, barf, um, public <laughs> workshop, establishment of public docket request for comments. Um, so this is the FDA's workshop on battery safety, battery manufacturing yep. standards. Mm -hmm. Um, and this is April 19th and 20th. Mm -hmm. Um, from normal business hours, 8.30 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. It's a riveting work day for anybody that's interested. <laughs> um, and uh, I, I don't know if we're going to be able to send anybody. Um, we certainly have, are talking about it and, and yeah. certainly talking about providing our own comment. And actually, it's, it's interesting you put this on there because I got my CASA battery case in the mail today. Oh, cool. I, I went online and I bought my own case. I wanted to go through the shipping experience right um and uh it's a nice little two battery case it looks pretty looks, looks stout enough that it's not gonna break easily mm -hmm. um and it says practice safe vaping on the front of it right. um and i think it's like two dollars two dollars and fifty cents on our website that's not bad um and this is this is part of you know we're just sort of getting started with this like like a lot of things that we do we we take baby steps and, and get things refined but um, you know, part of our goal this year is to to get a battery safety campaign out there. And, sure. um, you know, Bruce and I worked on a really good post for people who haven't read it yet. Um, and it's really and good. I know that we, we talked about this, but uh, Mooch, the battery expert in the community, also, I think, helped out a bit. His name's not on it, but um, I, I know that, that he, I don't, I don't think he can help but contribute in some way to this discussion. <laughs> um, so... Uh, so that's a good resource and uh you know going forward you know we're looking at ways to you know put a campaign out there really right. um and and part of our argument i think uh, part of some other people's arguments is going to be that you know in in instead of fda coming out and and making some sort of very overly specific recommendation or or strict guideline as to what battery can be used in a device, um, which, by the way, as the law stands, would destroy the industry in a completely different way. Um, you know, what's really important here is educating the public. And, sure. um, you know, these are, these are new devices and people have a different relationship with them. You know, consumer electronics typically have these battery packs and, you know, you, know, you can use your, your iPad or your phone, or, mm -hmm. you know, even a laptop, you, sure. you can, you can go through the entire life of the device and never actually interact with the raw batteries inside. Mm -hmm. Um, vapor products, the advanced devices, we handle battery oh, yeah. cells daily. Um, and so people really need to understand just what an unprotected cell oh, can yeah. do. One of my first mods i had a battery vent in my mouth oh fun when i was using it yeah so i am very um respectful 
yeah. of batteries and their power. I had I had a remote control car when I was a kid, right? And uh, it was one of the ones where you know it's that you can actually race these things, and mm -hmm. uh, so it was a very you know powerful thing. And it had a battery pack, and uh, I remember one day uh, I was charging the battery, and I didn't know things about over discharging or overcharging, and because sure. um, I was a kid, so of course I ran, I ran the battery until it just wouldn't go anymore, mm -hmm. and uh, would leave it on the charger and. Um, you know, the, the technology wasn't, it wasn't what it is today. There's no mm -hmm. digital cutoff. Um, and yeah, it, uh, it vented in my bedroom and, uh, and that was awesome. It didn't explode. <laughs> it just, it vented, it spewed gas and smoke everywhere. And, yep. <clears throat> you know, I was, I was sitting around watching TV and all of a sudden I heard this and I thought, oh my God, what's going on? And I looked over and the battery is venting. So, um, yeah. you know, it's, uh, it, it happens. It does. But, you know, it consistent with the, what the U.S. Um, fire marshal, uh, what was the, what was the agency that did that study? Cons consistent with the, the study that, the study that has been released on battery failures is, um, you know, it was 80% of battery failures happen while charging. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, why, that's why they tell you when you, when you, you know, just when you charge rechargeable lithium ion, you're supposed to have like a, a, a bucket of sand. You're hmm. supposed to charge it in the bucket of sand in case there is a fire and you're supposed to watch it. You're not supposed to put stuff on the charger when you go to sleep. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, just little things. Yeah. Really. So. Yeah. yeah. So that's uh, that's a pretty big part of of any any I think presentation that we would have, and and I suspect a lot of other people will have. I'm mm -hmm. sure that there can be people that will get there and and um, throw down some some just mind blowing technical details about batteries and devices and so on. But uh, right. I think at the end of the day, you know, probably the most cost effective and um, beneficial. Uh, thing that that might come out of this workshop is, um, you know, somebody developing a, a campaign. Yeah, you know, FDA is. Uh, <clears throat> I, I shouldn't say this because their their uh, ad campaigns are really not as as great as they say they are. But FDA is fond of taking millions of dollars to produce <laughs> ad campaigns to convince people that to behave a certain way. So, um, I don't see why that money can't be spent on actual useful things like informing people that they shouldn't carry. Um, 18650s loose in their purse um, or in their pockets with their change I mean that would make keys. that would make for some pretty amazing you know of all the footage that's out there yeah you could really make a pretty impactful um, you could 30 second spot and and just you know. I mean even even if they don't I'm kind of surprised that the consumer product safety commission you know isn't doing that sort of thing although I, I guess Maybe we're the only ones that carry just cells around like that. Flashlight enthusiasts. Well, that's true too. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, that's interesting. I'm sure we'll have more updates as we get closer to April. Um, oh, and, uh, and that'll be interesting. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> The last thing that I, I put on the list here at the last minute was uh, something that uh, uh, Jennifer Berger-Coleman shared with us. Um, yeah. 
and uh, it, it came with a with a hearty lol. Um, <laughs> the uh, American Lung Association, as part of their National Tobacco Report, um, gave uh, New York State a failing grade in efforts to reduce tobacco use. Really, um, for those who are not, um, it looks like this mostly comes from uh, funding programs, funding prevention programs. Okay. Um, but for everything else, they got, you know, passing grades. So they got, you know, strength of the smoke-free workplace laws, grade A, um, level of state tobacco taxes. This is the one that, that elicited the lull. Um, <laughs> New York State has like one, one of the highest, if not the highest, tobacco taxes in the country. I know that New York City definitely does. Right. Um, it runs you anywhere from 12 to $14 to buy a pack of cigarettes. Um, the American Lung Association has decided that that warrants a, 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 a B grade. <laughs> now, for anybody who's been following this at all knows that the taxes in this, this, this falls under the, the law of diminishing returns. Oh, yes. The, the tobacco taxes in New York State are so high that mm -hmm. New York State also has one of the largest black markets for cigarette sales yep. over half of the cigarettes sold in the state. I used to think it was just New York city over half the cigarettes sold in the state of New York are sold in the black and gray market. Um, and for those who are unfamiliar with black markets, there's nobody at the door checking IDs. Yep. So <laughs> there are young people continuing to purchase cigarettes on the black market um, and, and they get them for cheap. Um, you know, despite the fact that New York city and several counties have enacted tobacco 21 policies, mm -hmm. um, and smoking rates apparently are not really changing that much in New York. Um, there was a bit, Shocking. I think in, it, it's not very scientific, but after New York in, implemented the, uh, the, the indoor clean air law in New York, New York city. Um, there was a, uh, some, uh, some sort of research that showed that the smoking rate actually went up. Um, <laughs> so, and, and you can vape in vape shops in New York city. Nice. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's just, again, the, you know, all of this stuff, it, there's just a point where it becomes too strict. And of course, when you wrap up, e-cigarettes into this stuff you know people don't see it as a viable alternative to smoking and, and it just it, it ultimately doesn't doesn't do anything i i'm looking at sorry about the noise if you can hear no that um <clears throat> you know i'm looking at all of this stuff and, and i'm sure i'm not the only one to have this bit of a revelation <laughs> but it's it's kind of like you know tobacco 21 in particular um you know these making taxes higher making place bans stricter and raising the age to purchase mm -hmm. all tobacco products. It's kind of, they're kind of half ass in it. I mean, well, it looks strict. It does real harm, but mm -hmm. it's kind of like, it's just to me, it, 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 it just feels like they're phoning it in. Like, yeah. you know, if you really wanted to combat this issue, it's, it's all about education. It's all about, harm reduction uh -huh. and, and, and giving people options and access to safer alternatives. And that 
to me, it seems like that's the harder thing to do. That's the more yeah. difficult thing to do mm -hmm. um, because I think it goes against the grain a bit and a lot. <laughs> well, well, I mean, I think it, it actually kind of goes back to, uh, we've talked about this before, the drug war. Mm -hmm. um, these people are like, they seem like they're fans of Ainslinger, you know what I mean, who really started the drug war in this country and then kind of shipped it abroad. Um, they go for policies that punish instead mm -hmm. of, of policies that recognize the whole person. Yeah. You know, and that that's certainly not going to make people respect the law. Uh, obviously, if you've got smoking rates going up, <laughs> it's it's almost like there's a laugher curve, not just in how we enact taxation, but in the strictness of the laws. When they get too strict, people just sort of disregard them. Yeah, that, that makes any sense. <laughs> no, that makes uh, that makes perfect sense. And um, yeah, I should reiterate that I don't have we don't have any clear data as to uh, smoking rates going up in New York as a result of all of this stuff. But um, certainly, I think it's reasonable to state that um, all of these policies and making them stricter are not really uh, hastening any declines in smoking rates. Um, They're so, not helping. They kind yeah. of. It's almost um, like the Drug Policy Alliance says, when you make things legal, you tend to glamorize them. Yeah. And people think, oh, that's cool, instead of, you know, oh, that's a bad idea. Or, so, oh, that's boring. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's so boring. It's something only, only old people do. Or, yeah. Exactly. So eh, tobacco control has reached the point of diminishing returns, and now they're chasing their tails, it seems like. Has tobacco control reached peak tobacco control? I think so. I think so. <laughs> yeah. Certainly not a whole lot of new ideas coming out of them. So No, not really. But uh, the, the enlightened people seem to support harm reduction, and we're happy to have them aboard. <laughs> yeah. um, <clears throat> so to end things on a bit more cheerful note, which is... Sure sort of cheerful only it, it's only not cheerful because i haven't done what i need to do yet okay. um but uh i keep getting pulled away and, and sidetracked on other stuff um and i really just need to make it a priority which is difficult because i still have a bunch of stuff to do tonight um <laughs> the uh, uh pennsylvania has uh -huh. you know both senator bartolotta and representative wheeland have introduced co-sponsor support memos okay. for bills that will reduce the vapor tax in sure. Pennsylvania to five cents per milliliter of consumable mm -hmm. e-liquid. I think right. it, it's just all e-liquid. That's, right. that's, I think, kind of the compromise there is it's all e-liquid, nicotine or not. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, so those those co-sponsor support members are, are, uh, memos are, are out, they're circulating. And uh, I'm, I'm trying to put the finishing touches on our engagement. What we have up now for Pennsylvania is actually just directed at uh, Representative Whelan's bill, but I'm trying to add in uh, Bartolotta's and okay. uh, provide an update there. But uh, if you're in Pennsylvania, absolutely take a moment to urge your um, state lawmakers, your congressperson, your representative, and your senator to uh, sign on and support of uh, 
these uh, co-sponsor support memos. And then at some point in the next few weeks, I assume uh, we will see an actual bill with a real life number and um, start getting it through the process. Awesome. It's great news. Yeah. Is that it for tonight? You think Alex? I think that's it. Um, okay. And uh, at some point, there's there's going to be a, a list of all the stuff that we're kind of tracking. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. So I will let you get back to whatever I pulled you away from to do this. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you for everything you do for us. And we will see you next Monday. All right. Next uh, Friday. Oh, Friday. Yeah, Friday, Monday. Yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we will see you next Friday. And thank you, Alex. Have a great night. Thanks. Have a good weekend. You too.